Hey, good day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition of Total Wellness Wednesday on the Total Wellness Radio Network. Today, recorded on January 10th, we release the episode regarding digestion. So you know, for all you listeners, we do broadcast this live every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on our Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page, along with our Country Doctor Herbals Wholesale Practitioner page. So if you want to tune in on Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time live as we record these episodes, please feel welcome to do so. Hopefully you enjoy this episode and thank you as always for tuning in. Good day, everybody. Good afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to today's Country Doctor Wellness Wednesday. We are going to be covering for the Facebook Live on the Country Doctor Nutritional Center page, Mm -hmm. as well as simultaneously recording for our Total Wellness Radio podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you haven't had a chance to subscribe. Welcome, Rita. Hope you're having a wonderful day. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe, yeah, absolutely. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, hopefully it's a a blessed and prosperous, healthy, filled year ahead of us all. So we are recording uh, simultaneously for the Total Wellness Radio podcast. And, you know, I was looking the other day, and there's over 12 different... There's over 12 different... Hey, Lynn, thanks for joining us. um, Platforms that carry the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've uh, just broke what I consider to be another milestone. At least it's exciting to know that the information is getting out to people. Over 70,000 downloads of our uh, ongoing series on Total Wellness Radio and uh, over a dozen countries that uh, are receiving the information. So it's been, uh, excuse me, it's been a real joy and it's been more of a privilege, I think, to be able to bring you our information, um, obviously the cumulative information from uh, folks that we have been uh, uh, sharing this information. Hey, John. John and Selena, I think. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Um, It's been a lot of fun. Uh, over the years, and I think uh, Craig and I well, look forward to many more. We've been doing more. it for, what, three years now? Four years? The podcast has been around for about, it's going in its fifth, uh, its fifth season, mm. and as of yesterday or the day before, I just posted uh, episode three, I want to say either 388 or 389, so, uh, so we're excited about being able to bring that to you and share um, some practical, um, clinically proven approaches Simple uh, <clears throat> approaches also. Simple things that people can do to really take advantage of um, the things that uh, God has made very plentiful for us all to plug into mm-hmm. and just use and develop some better habits around. You know, in this country, people are not taught to look at food with any other purpose than pleasure. Hey, Shell. Good afternoon. Um, you know, they don't look at food as, a, as, as having... Uh, uh, any other purpose than that it's pleasing to the mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not the way that food's supposed to be designed. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm glad you said the word designed. It reminds me that most of your large food corporations do not have chefs or nutritionists that design and put together their products. These are chemical 
scientists who are coming up with amazing things like MSG and aspartame and, and all the other different hundreds of uh, substances that make something look good, have an amazing texture and smell, and taste good. And last long. And last a long time on a shelf. Yeah, they're engineered to, uh, to do that. So, so breaking away from that and, and making better choices over time and developing those new habits is clearly one of the things that we spend the majority of our time talking about. And, yep. and today's discussion is going to touch on something that we see that must be addressed with every client mm-hmm. that walks through the doors, digestion. Healthy, happy, harmonious digestion. Yep. We know from our experience that if a person's dealing with uh, excess, what are the gas, um, heartburn, uh, oh, bloating and nausea. Bloating and nausea. Yeah. Gas, heartburn, bloating, and nausea. Those four indicators. In fact, for those of you who come to us on a regular basis, you know that that's part of our ongoing evaluation process to determine what needs to be done and then execute on those resources to get you there. We prefer approaching it from a dietary standpoint first, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Supplement second, right? Diet first, diet's based on habits. And um, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is the food combining that we talk about when you look into history of people like Dr. Bernard Jensen, mm-hmm. who wrote over 60 books in his lifetime regarding health and wellness health restoration, illness prevention, uh, and you start you know, looking into his library mm-hmm. online of all the things that he addressed with food, not supplements. Yes. Primarily food. You're talking about a gentleman in the 60s and 70s, 80s, uh, 90s, right, who was writing about and, and uh, had seen in his hands-on experience over 400,000 clients worldwide Uh, and share his resources with them. And so, you know, Craig and I are very fortunate. We get to stand basically, and Janet says this a lot, we get to stand on the shoulders of giants Yes. in this industry. They made it possible. Uh, Men and women, turn-of-the-century nutritionists, uh, Dr. Royal Lee and V.E. Irons and John Christopher and and more modern folks that are still around, people like Dick Versendahl and and, uh, John Brimhall, my father, master herbalist, uh, who started working in this area in the 70s. Um, you know, Dr. Samuel Young and, and uh, uh, Freddie Ulan, his resource. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. Uh, Dr. Michael Gaeta, just yeah. down south of here. Uh, you know, there's so many people doing such amazing work to capture the resources and then present them to people in a very simple, easy-to-apply manner so that we can develop these long-term habits and restore our health. And Jensen was just one of the, one of the many that I think of when he talks about food combining. So Mm -hmm. in talking about the digestive aspects, improper food combining is one of the things that we have to evaluate and look at. It's, it's one of the biggest problems that people have. Yeah. They don't, we didn't used to have, be able to have 17 different food groups at one time. At one, at one sitting, you wouldn't have a lot of carbohydrates mixed with a lot of proteins. Mm -hmm. You know, most, um, of the ancient world mm-hmm. got to eat what they either killed or mm-hmm. they, they picked randomly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, what they could gather, what they could gather. Yep. In, in other words, they were hunter gatherers. Yep. And when they'd find a, a patch of ground that had carrots in it, that's what they had to eat. Yeah. Was the carrots. And if they were lucky, the, the hunters would bring in some kind of meat for them. Yeah. Hey, Diane, they, they thanks for joining lucky. us. Um, we have gotten to the point to where, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like um, with Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving oh. dinner, you know, there are so many different types of foods and, and, you know, we try a little bit of each one on a yeah. big plate yeah. and we end up putting so much different stuff in us that our bodies actually have to pull blood to our guts and, try and get the pH reset. Yeah, try to get everything set to where it can break these foods down. And people wonder why they pass out on the couch. Yeah. Well, it's not from tryptophan, folks. Digestive overload. It's digestion. <laughs> digestive overload. It actually pulls blood from the brain. Yeah. Uh, to help with the digestion. So it makes us sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Uh, one of the one of the, I, I think one of the most important things that we do here is we help people to get enzymes. Yeah, you know because so many of our foods today are picked early and they're shipped thousands of miles, and then they have to sit on a shelf for a period of time to be bought and then brought home and and either sat on a counter or put in a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can do that is if they have genetically engineered them to not have the enzymes in them that break them down. Well, it's, it's, it's the genetic engineering really is, is more geared towards producing a certain size crop every mm-hmm. single time and built-in factors for uh, you know, herbicide, pesticide, mm-hmm. etc. And the picking of the green is no different than a baby who's prematurely born. It mm-hmm. does not have, it does not fully developed. And part of the development of fruits and vegetables, things that are harvested, has to be centered around if it's picked ripe and ready to eat, then it's complete. Yeah, it, it's it full has of what all it the, needs. It has all the enzymes and, and natural things in it to help our bodies actually digest it. Yeah, to break now, it down. When they pick them early like that, and then we eat these fruits and vegetables, and they don't have the enzymes in them that they're supposed to because they haven't matured the way they're supposed to on yep. a tree. Yep. Our pancreases have to produce those enzymes. Mm-hmm. And that's and I truly believe that that's one of the reasons why um, diabetes and uh, hypoglycemia and, and yep. all of these things is so rampant in this country. It's because as we get a little bit older in life, because of all of these enzymes that our pancreases are having to produce, they get tired. Get they get worn out and depleted. And, you know, one of the most important things you can do is to replace some of those enzymes by, by taking enzymes not only with your meals, but sometimes taking them away yeah. from your meals. Uh, empty stomach. Just so your body can actually absorb some of those enzymes back into the pancreas. You know, because the body will do that. It, it, it puts the acids and the enzymes in the gut, in the stomach. And then when it's done breaking things down, it takes back what it needs 
and holds it for the next time. Yeah, and we, you know, there's there's so much that's been written scientifically about the need for certain aspects, and there's amylase and lipase and protease and and hydrochloric acid and bile salts. Mm -hmm. um, these are all emulsifying agents. Okay, yep. now when you think about what happens with digestion and having proper emulsifiers present, you can break down those meat proteins properly and use building mm -hmm. blocks for muscle and other tissue, connective tissue, yep. for the strength of that tissue. You can break down those sugars properly and utilize them as a fuel and energy and or store them for future energy. You can break down the fats properly for brain performance, myelin sheath protection, cardiovascular and circulatory health. As well as energy. And, and, and that's the energy, sure. So <clears throat> when we're eating, and Craig's touching on something that's really important, and it's kind of formulating in my head as we're talking about it. So when you're eating things that are depleted and don't have those emulsifiers, those natural occurring, and you have to deplete them from your body, liver, pancreas, hydrochloric acid pumps in the gut, and you have this, this delicate balance of purification and emulsification that's taking place from the mouth all the way through, mm -hmm. then what happens is the body robs from itself to try and get what it can. Give you another story to kind of back that up. There was a couple that several years ago came to Utah and spent several months from Germany. And they moved to Utah to actually live there and learn everything that Dr. Christopher had to teach about cleansing and nourishing the body properly. And this gentleman was there and he was talking to Dr. Christopher after being with them a couple, two or three months. He says, you know, when I first started your program, I used to feel hungry a lot and I would eat two or three great big meals a day and snack and only have one small to medium type bowel movement. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing major. He says, since I started your program, I feel more satiated. I have better energy. I'm less hungry. I don't eat near as much food. And I'm having two or three bowel movements a day. Good volume of elimination. How is that possible? Dr. Christopher basically shared with this gentleman that when you're when the system's performing properly, mm -hmm. we don't need as much fuel. The body's constantly looking for fuel, and if it's if the bowel cleanse, you know, they, they mm -hmm. take them through, the bowel and the liver can't function properly, there's congestion and mucus and catarrh and buildup, these faults and casements and, and uh, mucosal linings from the standard American diet, that the enzymes aren't present to break these things down and get them through, then the person feels constantly hungry, they need more fuel, mm -hmm. they put on weight, they don't have much elimination, the body's trying to grab what it can from these foods, and it's just not able to function the way it was designed. So with the right enzymes present, the right food combining, and when I say food combining, doc, Dr. Jensen was talking about, you know, with his uh, 6211 food program, he always encouraged people to eat fruit by itself away from other food. Yes. Why? Because fruit has a rapid transit time out of the stomach into the gut yep. of about 15 to 20 minutes. But if you're eating that with grains or meats, now you're, you're mixing it in with foods that are designed to have a purification time of anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And these fruits get stuck in here longer than they're supposed to be. And the they sugars ferment. And we start seeing internal fermentation, putrefaction of proteins, um, 
rancidities of oils from fish and other things that we eat that have an oil substance to them. And these foods don't transit time through that area like they're supposed to. And part of the reason that happens is because when you eat grains with proteins, okay. what it does is the grains tell the pancreas, hey, I need some enzymes. Mm-hmm. Okay, those enzymes are yeah. alkaline mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. And then the meats and the fats say, hey, I need some acids. Hydrochloric acid. And so the body puts both of those in your gut, at this, in your stomach at the same time. And guess what happens? Hey, Lydia. They nullify each and other, out, each and other they be- out and they become... A, 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 Basically inert. They're not being yeah. able to perform because... They're not being able to break things down properly. And when you can't break it down properly, that's when you have all of these gut issues that people are having. IBS and Crohn's and and inflammatory, you know, the IBS, inflammatory bowel syndrome or, uh, you know, all these different things, GERD, acid reflux, ulcerative uh, colitis. Mm -hmm. All of these named symptoms are 100% always, every time, without fail, a sign of faulty Dietary habits that can include include foods that are so deficient and replete in things that are necessary, the body's trying to rob from itself, and over an extended period of time, it can't keep up with the demands. That's it. That's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. And that and everybody knows that good health starts right here in the gut. Actually, it starts with your habits, and then it influences the gut, right? And the choices that we make, the foods that we eat. And the, the how hydrated we stay, mm-hmm. how much fiber we're, we're getting in, and things of that nature. That's how, that's how come every, everything bad that happens inside our bodies starts in the gut. Yes. You know, so one of the main things that you need to learn to, and, and understand is good gut health. Yep. And one of the things is, is you know, taking enzymes with your meals. Um, if you're eating... More meat than most people do, mm-hmm. or you know, you're eating more fats with your meats. Like you eat the fat with your meat. Um, you want to make sure that you have some good hydrochloric acid enhancers. Mm-hmm. You know, things like uh, betaine, and betaine hydrochloride. Yep. Um, yeah, and well, sip a little apple cider vinegar if you're yeah. real. If you're going to have meat a lot, uh, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Uh, preferably, we like Bragg's apple cider mm-hmm. vinegar. I just got it told today by a client that the uh, apple cider vinegar prices have gone way up. A gallon of apple cider vinegar right now is 26 bucks. Holy moly. Yeah. So a tablespoon of this in about eight ounces of room temperature water, small sips, right, throughout the meal helps to prep that stomach for um, being able to emulsify and break down a, a, and maintain a high acidity so that people can break these things down. Most people who or come to us- lemon water. Lemon water can help, yes. Most people that come to us with acid, heartburn. Oh, I got terrible heartburn, terrible heartburn. If it's not because of a hiatal ligament or hiatal hernia stress, then what we're dealing with actually is the off-gassing sensation they're feeling from not having enough High quality acid. High quality acid in the stomach to break down these things. And all they're getting... to break them down quickly. 
Well, and then so bring it down quickly. So, so they don't sit there and, and bubble and gas off, and then it comes and, and it leaks through that hiatal valve. Yeah. Meat still takes half hour, 45 minutes yeah. before, you know, so it's not going to happen quickly, but it's not going to happen at all yeah. if this is all diluted and, uh, and not taken care of properly. Um, and uh, apple cider vinegar and, and of course, lemon uh, juice can be very uh, beneficial in helping to bring up those, those acid areas in the body. Uh, so the digestion is properly supported. And again, it's just a faulty uh, food system. It's a faulty uh, delivery system of foods to our table mm -hmm. that are nutrient deficient, they're picked green, and they don't have great acid or uh, uh, enzyme uh, quality uh, presence is what's going on. So. Yeah, I, I remember when I, was, when I was growing up, if you left a tomato sitting on the counter for more than a day, it started breaking down yeah. and getting real soft and mushy. Today, you can leave a tomato on in, in a yeah, fruit basket several for days. several days or a week, yeah. you know, and, and that just tells you how much enzyme deficiency there is. Yeah. So some of the things that we look for, uh, and these are things that you can actually do. We're going to give you some information. Uh, the uh, International <laughs> Foundation for Nutrition and Health, ifnh.org, they do a course in whole food concentrates, whole food mm -hmm. studies. One of the things that they talk about in their material is uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Riddler. And Dr. Riddler was a neurologist. He talked about uh, being able to identify right along the rib cage certain aspects of tenderness. So if you were to do an example, and if you push on your elbow, if you kind of push right here, it's pretty neutral. I mean, you can feel it, but it's very neutral. It's very benign. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt. You can kind of push on it. It doesn't really produce much sensation. Okay, well, when you go right off the xiphoid center here, and you go down about an inch and a half, two inches along these rib cage, this rib cage on the edge of this, and if you find an area that's tender, depending on the side, depending on the side, on the right side of the body is going to be this yeah, is backwards right to you. right there. Yeah, it's going to be backwards. Yeah, this is one of the diagrams uh, that's been out there, it's produced for a long time to help kind of identify those. But you can see that on the right side, it's going to again be reversed in your in your the way you're seeing it. The right side is going to be for enzymes, so things like amylase and protease and lipase. Um, these are found in things like uh, uh, enzymes, digestive remedy, which is a tincture liquid that helps with that type of thing. Super enzymes. Super enzymes has some, but also super enzymes is going to contain the hydrochloric acid and the ox bile to help as a additional emulsifiers for fats and proteins. Mm -hmm. And that would be on this, this left side of the body, okay? That's where you're gonna find tenderness there. Right side is gonna be more enzymes. And you can find enzymes uh, out there, we have them as well, that have kind of a broad spectrum approach mm -hmm. that can be taken one or two with every meal, and it can produce an amazing outcome in terms of why we ask the four basic questions. How many bowel movements is a person having every day? Mm -hmm. What's your energy production like? Your sleep quality like? And digestive quality. Digestion, gas, bloating, nausea, and heartburn, these are indicators. There's always pattern recognition mm -hmm. in people's inability to perform the way they'd like. And so we ask these questions, but every one of those has to do with your body's ability to utilize the fuel it's being given on a regular basis. And if it's good quality fuel, then why is the body not producing good energy? Why are we not sleeping well? 
Why are we only having a bowel movement every three days instead of two to three a day? A lot of times people that are having trouble sleeping is because they like to have their bowl of cereal at night. Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. Fast metabolizing sugars. After about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you want to hey, avoid those because they will actually turn to sugar quickly, yep. stimulate the body, and make it difficult to go to sleep. Yep. You know, A little so, popcorn in front of the TV at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Or you know, <laughs> some chips of some kind, something crunchy. Um, you know, these are the kind of things that we encourage people that say, I just, I can go to sleep like that, but I just don't stay asleep. Yep. Nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, we look at a food log, they're consuming carbs too late in the day, and it's ramping up energy, neurological energy mm -hmm. in the body. And so although physically they're ready to go to sleep and they go to sleep well, they don't stay that way. Two, yep. three, they're wide awake and ready to go. And it's really, uh, really debilitating to their health. So... Again, bowel movements, energy production, use of fuel in the body, mm -hmm. sleep quality, and then your basic indicators of gas, bloating, nausea, heartburn. These are all kind of things that are going to tell you, look, I'm either it's the quality of the fuel or my body's inability to break that fuel down. Yep. One or both is usually present, and it's real easy in most cases to identify a pattern that can be corrected with some modifications to dietary habits, and then supplementation as needed. Remember, it's always diet first, supplement second. You know, and one of the other things that, that is really important with digestion is um, the yeast bacteria oh, yeah. um, balance yeah. in your gut. Yeah. You know, so you want to make sure that, you know, that you don't have too much yeast in your system. Yeah. Or you don't have Which too much bacteria. Which we spoke bacteria. about last week. Yes, we, we spoke about it last week. but We just posted that in our podcast. Too, it is so important when it comes to breaking down foods, um, cravings for foods mm, that you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to be craving. Yeah. You know, sugars and breads and cookies, cakes and candies and Cokes. Yep. Body's looking know. for quick energy, but also... Those things it's trying to feast. feast. Right. They're trying to, it's trying to yep. get fed. Yep. And so it makes you crave these things. So if you're craving stuff like that, you want to take a look and, and you know, find out mm -hmm. from a practitioner somewhere yep. if there's a yeast overgrowth. I can guarantee you, man or woman, trying to lose weight, mm -hmm. you can go to the gym an hour a day, six days a week, and eat a thousand calories a day and you won't lose an ounce. It's very frustrating and very disheartening. If there's a yeast overgrowth. If there's a yeast overgrowth uh, in the gut. As we get ready to wrap up, sorry we gotta shift gears. We're running out of time. Mr. Running Brian. out of time. Uh, always some some things we want you to make be aware of from an herbal perspective that are very good at supporting digestion, safe for babies. Uh, elderly, man, woman, doesn't matter. Helps uh, to calm the, the uh, heartburn and stuff like yep. that. Gives the body some raw materials that helps uh, facilitate the missing enzymes that are supposed to be in food. Peppermint. Pepper. Peppermint's a wonderful, wonderful. Ginger. Ginger tea. Ginger, uh, whether it be in the form of a uh, uh, capsule, uh, a tincture, uh, but ginger present. Amazing. Another that takes a lot of stress off, 
pancreas is nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Nutmeg's an amazing part of, can be a part of, a very effective digestive support nutrient along with, along with your dietary changes. Uh, fennel seed. Fennel seed has some amazing properties in terms of, from an herbal perspective, supporting good, balanced digestion. Okay, so these are just some of the things that Plus we. Plus, it kind of helps to clean the gut. Yeah, it does. You know, your small intestines and that it helps to clean it when it's going through. Tell you, little kids, we see a lot of little kids. Oh, I got to throw this story in there real quick on scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we've taught people a lot on our Nutrition 101 class, which, by the way, this month's class is the 24th of January. It is complimentary. It's open to the public. It takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Uh, January 24th, 6.15 p.m. at 1801 Logan Avenue. You can catch up with us there. And uh, we have a ton of handouts all centered around this. We don't talk about supplements. We don't talk about testing and evaluations. We purely focus on the most important nutritional basics of developing dietary habits. Mm -hmm. And we see kids all the time. And in that class, we talk about scrambled eggs versus hard-boiled, over-easy, sunny-side, over-medium. A scrambled egg has been exposed to additional heat longer, and you're mixing the fat and the protein. You're intertwining that mm-hmm. real the tightly and together. The, and the yolk. Yep. You're mixing that together. And I'll tell you, I can't, well, I can tell you, many, many times over the years, parents will bring his children with stomach aches, tummy aches. They're constantly complaining of tummy aches, constantly complaining of tummy aches. You check out the child's food log, and he's been getting scrambled eggs three and four times a week. Mm-hmm. Because it's quick, easy, simple, it's protein. Mom and dad believe we're doing a great job. Kid loves it, slap a little ketchup on it. Hopefully not, but if they do, then they're pouncing sugar on top of a protein substance that's very hard to break down and digest. So you parents out there and grandparents who have little ones who complain of tummy aches, pay very close attention to whether or not they're consuming scrambled eggs. Over easy, hard boiled, you know, sliced up, sunny side because the overexposure to the heat really depletes the quality of that egg mm-hmm. and it makes it much harder for the body's natural digestion to break it down so i think we've about covered it well we've covered a lot of ground again today. a lot of ground yeah well, there's so much more that we could discuss on this certainly look to uh, uh three things as we wrap up certainly look to join us on january 24th at 6 15 p.m right here if you wish Hey, Diana, thanks for joining us. The 24th is our Nutrition 101 class. It is open to the public. We'd love to have you there. Uh, be sure, number two, tune in to the Total Wellness Radio podcast. It's carried on about 12 different platforms. Uh, super easy to find. Just type in Total Wellness Radio and our icon will pop up. And number three, next week, join us on the 18th of January at noon, uh, excuse me, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, right here on the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. And we are going to be talking about flu season. And more importantly, some very practical, natural, non-invasive things that you can do to bolster normal immune system function during this time of year. So, for Craig Morrison, Dan Young, thank you so much. Have a wonderful and blessed day. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.